What's up, Abundant Babe? I'm so glad you found your way here. You're in the right place for the highest of vibes, the silliest of laughs, and the best of the bunch. All things related to spiritual entrepreneurship and creating holistic success. This is your host, Viola Hug, a coach for women who desire to have it all, alignment, wealth, impact, and joy. Come find me at Viola Hug on Instagram, join my free Abundant Babes group on Facebook, or grab a copy of my best-selling book, You Are an Abundant Babe, on Amazon. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is your host, Viola Hug. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you, thank you for choosing to listen to this episode today. I'm going to dive right into it, and I'm introducing a guest today. Hello and welcome, Savannah. How are you? I am doing awesome. How are you? I'm amazing. (laughs) So I can't wait to dive into your story because we're kind of new to each other as well. And I'm like really excited to hear more about it and get to know you. Um, But you're like, what I resonate with you is that you're an entrepreneur because you value freedom, which I feel like all of us listening right now are like, yes, (laughs) freedom. Yes. Um, and freedom with time. And um, it's like, it sounds like you've done a lot of cool things and have explored a lot of different things from like yoga and holistic living and all the different things. So I would love for you to, to kind of like give us more of the actual story. Like, who are you? What are you all about? Absolutely. So I'll start at the beginning because I think it's important to kind of see where I've been and how I got to where I am today. So Growing up, I was an only child, and which was great because I got all of my parents' attention, but I also got all of their like hopes and dreams put on me. Right. So I kind of always played it. If I did the traditional route, I did things that would make them proud. And I thought if you kind of checked out all these boxes, then you would be successful. And I think that's what society kind of puts into our brains. You know, if you do the traditional schooling, Mm -hmm. if you get a four-year degree, if you go and work for a corporation, then you'll reach this fictitious success. So yeah. And then it's like rainbows and butterflies and you feel happy and you're sorted for the rest of your life. Right. Right. And (laughs) like for a while that worked for me. So, Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to go to school actually to study fashion, but my parents really wanted me to go to a four-year traditional university. So they're kind of like, okay, go for a semester. If you absolutely hate it, then you can, you know, move to Chicago and do what you want to do. So I went down there. Um, It was in like rural Illinois. And I ended up really liking it. And from all of the teachers I spoke with, they're like, you can do the same thing you want to do, but with a business degree. With a business degree, you'd have something to fall back on because I didn't want to actually design apparel. I wanted to kind of um, be a buyer and run a business or run my own boutique, something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. And I, I want to say I was like blissfully unaware of all the other opportunities I could have done. I was just <laughs> like the route I need to take and then I'll end up here and my life will be good. So I did that. And after I graduated, I worked for a major U.S. retailer in their corporate office. And I literally remember sitting in a car with one of my good friends before I started the job. So we had just graduated and Mm -hmm. I told her, I'm like, if I won the lotto, (laughs) I 
think I would still work this job because it is like going to be so awesome. And I look at that memory and I just roll my eyes because I had no idea what I was in for. <laughs> um, but I did. I stayed at that company for almost a decade. Um, well, mm-hmm. one of the real turning points was when my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, mm-hmm. started having um, like pretty serious health issues and no one could figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. He was having seizures that were misdiagnosed as panic attacks. Um, wow. Yeah. And the root cause they eventually found was a brain tumor. So after, you know, a lot of doctor's appointments and testing, the first opinion we got because we live in Milwaukee was that it was inoperable. If they were to operate that he would have severe cognitive and speech like implications. So of course we left that like ridiculously defeated and frustrated. Mm -hmm. Um, But kind of, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways. So at that point in time, his mom was a teacher. And she worked with someone whose son had a very rare form of brain cancer. So my husband was able to get an appointment with that specialist. And after seeing him, he was super um, optimistic that it was a straightforward surgery. He could do it, um, but that it did need to be operated on because they believed it was cancerous. Fast forward, um, a successful surgery, but my husband was recovering with his parents because I had to go back to work. And suddenly the thought of putting together assortments of jewelry, which is what I did at the time, just lacked the appeal that it used to have. Like I'm sitting there, you know, trying to check in on how he's doing. And then just like this big hole in my heart after spending so much time in the hospital, seeing so much people in pain, Um, then going back to work on, you know, apparel, accessories and jewelry just didn't fulfill me anymore. Yeah. I'd say that was the first, um, real kind of like catalyst that started me into thinking about and taking the steps to be an entrepreneur. Mm Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the flexibility in terms of income. So he wasn't working. I needed to be kind of the stable one, which was kind of the theme throughout our um, relationship. Mm -hmm. So I continued to work um, there and focus my energy in different things. We had a wedding to plan. We did home renovations, different things. But mm-hmm. during that time, I deepened my yoga practice. It mm-hmm. turned from more of a physical practice to more spiritual. So I found yoga, honestly, like a lot of people do. I had back pain and neck pain. So mm-hmm. that's what got me to the mat. But I was listening to, and I don't know if you're familiar with her, um, Rachel Brathen and her kind of tag name is Yoga Girl. Mm-hmm. She has a podcast and she had just launched it and it really resonated with me. I couldn't wait until like Fridays came out to mm-hmm. go in my car and listen to it on my way to work. And she announced that she was going to host her first yoga teacher training. Yeah. Forget to mention she lives in Aruba. Okay. Right. <laughs> so I am <laughs> in the uh, Milwaukee suburbs. 
and it was, you know, thousands of dollars. It was a three week intensive. I work in a corporate job, really probably not able to take three weeks off to go uh-huh. hang out in Aruba. But I'm like, <laughs> I had my heart set on it. I'm like this, I'm being called to do this. Yeah. I know this is my destiny. So I like come hell or high water was going to make it happen. I'm like, I don't care if they fire me. I don't care if I have to quit my job. I'm going to Aruba. My husband thought I was nuts. Um, but eventually he agreed and supported. So I did that. Um, my work actually was supported. I have a supportive, I had enough vacation to kind of cover that. So in, let's see, that was, the end of 2017, I like packed up, went to Aruba. And the great thing about Rachel's teaching style is that she wasn't so focused on like the asanas or the movement. She's more focused about great teachers have to heal themselves first before they can help to heal others. Mm. So the biggest thing I learned there because I am kind of an introvert by nature. Mm-hmm. Growing up as an only child, I didn't, you know, share a lot of feelings or um I don't want to say opinions because I probably shared opinions, but I'm not <laughs> one to just go and divulge all of my, you know, fears or desires to people. Yeah. And she did these sharing exercises where we'd I'll stand in a circle and then you'd make eye contact with someone across the room. Mm-hmm. And then you'd go and you'd sit down, you'd sit kind of Indian style, your knees would be touching and you'd maintain eye contact for like a minute, which is super uncomfortable um, if you're not mm-hmm. into that, into that space. Yeah, actually we did this. I did my yoga teacher training as well. And we did a similar exercise. Like there was a lot of intensity with like the types of exercises we did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I, I totally know you were certified too. Yeah. Yeah. I did it in 2017 in India. Um, cool. Yeah. So we would, you know, get more comfortable each day with the eye contact thing, but then she would announce like prompts, Mm -hmm. um, such as, I don't know, like if fear wasn't in my way, I would blank. And then you'd talk for one to three minutes to the other person and the other person would be there to hold space and support you, Mm -hmm. but they wouldn't offer advice. Right. So uh, I think I just had years of pent up like thoughts and fears and there was nothing that was kind of off limits or silly. So Mm -hmm. coming back from that trip, I I think it was just a blank slate. And that truly, truly, I believe is what allowed me then to conceive my daughter because Uh we, I don't want to say we're having trouble conceiving, but I had a lot of mental blocks about being able to get pregnant. It had taken my mom over 12 years and wow. several miscarriages. So I was holding on to those limiting beliefs mm-hmm. um, as my own. So right. I attribute my little Jade um, to my yoga teacher training. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
long-winded story. I promise I, I will get to <laughs> I like it. To where going. I am now, but but that was it was a big um kind of turning point in my life because it was something I did that I didn't kind of ask permission from others in my life. I know probably my parents were like we don't really understand, but mm-hmm. okay, if you think you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um so then let's see when I got back. Yeah, uh, that was November of 2017 and found out I was pregnant in January. So I really focused on my pregnancy, didn't have any plans to, you know, quit my job and go full time into I had launched a blog that was a hobby um, mm-hmm. focused on kind of holistic health and being the bridge between kind of what we see as mainstream and then holistic living, because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times that natural quote unquote world can be kind of scary to people. It's so, there's so much knowledge. You don't know where to begin. You don't know what Mm -hmm. products or brands to trust. So Mm -hmm. that was my goal there to try and make it a little more accessible to busy, um, busy women who just want to be healthier. Mm -hmm. But we focused on the pregnancy. During that time, we sold our house, moved in. (laughs) I had this amazing idea to move into an Airbnb because Mm -hmm. I thought we had a lot of furniture. So we knew we wanted to buy another home, but the way the timing lined up, it wasn't it wasn't in the cards to move from one house to another. So we needed to find a rental and I didn't want to move the furniture several times. So I'm like, let's put our furniture in storage, move into a furnished Airbnb, and then we can find a house and move in. It'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. Of course it didn't work out that way. <laughs> um, we had the Airbnb, let's see, for three months. So at that, mu- at that time I was about six months pregnant. And I go to the owner because we had talked before that he would let us know if anyone else wanted to come rent it before he would rent it to them. So I mm-hmm. go online to try and extend it and I see it's like blocked off for a couple more months. I'm like, oh, that's nice. He he blocked it off for me. So I go to talk to him. He's like, oh no, someone else is coming in. We're like, oh my gosh. So we scrambled, had to find a rental, ended up moving all of our furniture into the rental Mm-hmm. Um, couple months before our daughter came. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that was just a whirlwind, yeah. but, um, we, let's see, then we, we bought a house, we moved, did some renovations, fast forward my maternity. Oh, I have my baby. So that's yeah. probably a major thing that, <laughs> that changed because once she was here, I wanted to be the type of mother and role model to not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. So Mm -hmm. I wanted her to learn by my example and, you know, it lit another spark under me. And I remember even when she was about a week old, like crying because of the thought of going back to work and leaving her just broke my heart. Everyone's like, no, you'll get used to it. You'll get used to it. And You're I like, I don't want to, <laughs> I, I thought that was awful advice. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to 
to get used to it. I know most people do it. I know I will get into another routine, but like by no means do I think that's okay for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I relate to that. <laughs> yeah. I remember going back to work and I made a promise to her and I'm like, I promise you, I will be home with you as soon as I can. As soon as I can figure something out, I will be home mm-hmm. with you. So this, this is another whirlwind. I come back to work the day I came back. I was told that my area of responsibility was doubling. They were giving me another department to manage that my assistant was, was leaving and they were giving me another person to train. All right, great. And that they weren't going to pay me anymore for either of those things. Okay. Stellar. Like this, Mm -hmm. this is awesome. Day one. (laughs) So I was not the happiest and I think it was probably apparent. Mm -hmm. So the next day my VP calls me in and she's like, I can tell, you know, you're not happy. I'm like, well, these are, these are the reasons. And she told me that she suggested I look for another job. Mm. All right. (laughs) Great. So I have a four month old. I just came back to work full time. And now I'm in my head, I'm like, and now they're going to fire me. Yeah. But it it was honestly like, sounds kind of maybe funny now. I don't know, but it was (laughs) horrible. It was so bad. I came home and I'm like sobbing to my husband because I still have, you know, all the hormones and Mm -hmm. I honestly did not know what to do. But when I look back it was kind of like like a mama bird pushing a baby bird out like learning how to fly like had she not done that i probably wouldn't have t- taken the steps to be here right now but mm-hmm. i at that point was not teaching yoga so i reached out to you know studios around me cuz we had moved mm-hmm. um to to begin teaching Mm-hmm. before I was ready. So I guess the key here is to to try to make moves before you feel ready because I don't know if you'll ever feel ready. Yeah. So I did that. And then also around that time, I invested in online programs to, mm-hmm. I guess, further my education on how to be a successful entrepreneur in the digital space. So financially, that wasn't the best thing to do. We're trying to, you know, save up money so I can leave my job and investing a couple thousand dollars probably didn't make sense to a lot of people, but I knew that was the way out. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Like I I love hearing stories like this as well, because so often there's like those moments where it's like nothing makes sense, but it was the exact thing that needed to happen, you know? I know. I always, I always know there's a greater plan and you can look back and be like, oh my, those moments all make sense. But in the time, like that was shit to go through. That was so hard. Um, so I invested in myself and through that I decided I want to, wanted to create a, um, digital course supporting women through pregnancy and birth. 
based mm-hmm. on my experience and kind of things I did that a lot of people either didn't know about or um, just aren't told. So kind of like if you don't have a sister or a friend who you're really close to who has gone mm-hmm. through this before, kind of as a first time mom, these are things that helped me that I think can help a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I started working on that and it really got me a lot more familiar with the whole digital space and how much selling and education and coaches are out there, which honestly, I wasn't aware of before. So I started getting targeted in all these like Facebook and Instagram ads, which caught my attention. But then I wondered, you know, is this person, let's say Christine, is Christine really the best person to learn from if I want to know SEO? Just right. something random. I, I'm not sure. I can like look at Christine's profile. I can get to know her through her website. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I wonder if there's anybody else who teaches SEO who's maybe teaching style would resonate more with me. Mm-hmm. So I started Googling and I'm looking for like a, a directory of educators, online educators. And what kept coming up was like college courses. I'm like, no, that's not what I want. <laughs> so I kind of saw this void in a one-stop shop where you could look for different teachers based on your interests. Mm-hmm. And that you know, sparked something in me. I'm like, that would be really cool. I think someone should, someone should do that. I'm like, I'll just wait. Someone probably will do that. (laughs) If you've ever read the book, um, what is it? Big magic and how we have similar ideas. So I'm like, someone will probably do that. I'll just keep thinking about it and then it'll, it'll manifest somewhere. Yeah. So a couple of months go by and I'm like, maybe, maybe I should do it. It still hasn't, it still hasn't come up. So Side note, at this time, um, let's see, it's probably, it was probably early June of last Mm -hmm. year. Then my father passed away unexpectedly and that, that halted my productivity that it was just, Mm -hmm. that was really hard. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but what it did and what I think this does for a lot of people is once again, it put things into perspective. So Mm. I'm like to my husband, Jay, I'm like, I cannot continue to go into work every day knowing that life is so fragile, so short. Um, Mm -hmm. I really felt like I was living for the weekends. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By the time I got home every night, picked up my daughter, ate dinner. We had about an hour to hang out before she went to bed. And I know so many people do this. And what I am looking to share with others, like through my platforms is the freedom, the freedom to have choices, the freedom to know that you can go after your dreams and make a difference for your life on your terms. Mm -hmm. But so 
he passed away. Um, I decided I was going to leave my job. Mm-hmm. My husband's like, can you just give it like two or three more months? Can we save it up? I, I said, I think I can do that. Like as long as I know there's a light at the end of the tunnel, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And I think when you kind of declare something out with certainty to the universe that a lot of times it listens. So mm-hmm. I am not kidding. About two weeks later, we get this email at work. It was a company-wide email that they were reducing roles and they were looking for people to essentially like retire, but you didn't have to actually retire. You just wouldn't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my goodness, sign me up. Like this is mm-hmm. my out. I wanted to leave and you will offer me a severance package to do so. Like, wow, this, this is literally my dad sending me the biggest sign. Like, here you go. <laughs> you need to take this. So I like, and I remember everybody in my office being like, oh my goodness, who would do this? Like who would just volunteer to quit in my head? I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> I, um, you know, went through those steps and according to the details of it, I had to work for like another two months, which was fine. So I did that. And that is what, that is how I left my corporate job, which it's amazing. <laughs> it's, and I know people who listen are like, well, that's great for you. Like not every company is going to do that, but I will say it, it was not a very large package. It was just enough for me to feel comfortable having a little padding. So if, yeah. if people are struggling with that, um, saving up a few months just as kind of like an oh shit fund um, could help because that's, that's mm-hmm. really what it was for us. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. I think that's like, it's one of those things though, like you never really know how things are going to happen and how they're going to go down. And it just so reminds me of like a story that I have with one of my very first clients who like had this decision that she wanted to leave her job. And after she'd like just, just, just started her business as well, like there was nothing really happening in her business yet. And um, she decided that she would resign but then somehow through like the magic of what happened, basically they like didn't make her give her four weeks notice, but they still like paid her out. And <laughs> um, then within a week or two weeks or something, her husband ended up getting paid leave from work for like a few months. <laughs> and so wow. her and her husband suddenly were both at home and they both started working on their entrepreneurial pursuits and they never had to go back to work. like. it's just so crazy how sometimes things work out and it that's not everyone's path I mean my path was not I did not get a severance package or you know anything magical like that happened for me on my path but it was still like it was just such a bold decision and I think I you know I agree when you make like such a strong declaration for something that you desire the universe goes to work on your uh, on your behalf and it's up to you to um, to look out for those opportunities and, and follow what feels right, even if it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think another fear was also disappointing and like people not approving of me doing that. I know my, my mom 
I remember like crying when I told her and she's like, I'm like, don't be mad. Like, don't be mad. She's like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad, Savannah. I'm just, you know, worried about the stability, like stability. Mm-hmm. But when I made the decision to leave, I also had set up a kind of safety net. So I had a verbal agreement that I was going to go work for one of my vendors from home. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good kind of middle ground. I could work from home, still save time on, you know, the commute, um, Mm -hmm. a little more flexibility, still seeing my daughter more. But then as, as that was about to begin, I had this, you know, thought in the back of my head, like, am I really going to be able to take at that time it was the blog and the course I was creating full-time while working full-time for this vendor like I was really worried about being stretched too thin yeah and again I think you know the actions above came into play because I got a phone call from the vendor and he told me that it was now down to me and one other person like one other person like this was this was a set in stone deal you'd never man it mentioned one other person right um so that was new and then like a week later he called and he's like yep we went with the other candidate it's like cool okay <laughs> but in the back of my head I'm like yippee like now yeah. you don't have an excuse like this is you throwing yourself full time um yeah. Into the business. And I think what it did is while I was leaving, you know, corporate America, it kind of gave me this reassurance like, oh, don't worry, because I have this other thing mm-hmm. happening. But <laughs> after I left, it's like, nope, just kidding. You're going to go all in on yourself. Um, mm. So I used the next few months to work on the course. Um, But then the little voice inside of me about the kind of directory site kept nagging. So last December, I switched gears and went into that site kind of full time. And Mm. it will be launching next month now. So it's really, thank you. It's really something I wish I had, um, as online education becomes more important, this is kind of making it a little more accessible. So it's both a benefit for students, um, people looking to kind of chase their dream, their passion, their talents, but then also it's useful for creators. And when I say creators, referring to teachers or online coaches because it's another platform they can use to get their message out into the world. Mm, Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. It's so cool to hear. And I'm so excited that it's all coming together. Uh. Me too. Me too. And I, I'll have to have this disclaimer because I'm totally a work in progress and I want that vulnerability to kind of resonate with your listeners because I was listening to some of your other podcast guests and you have some amazing people on here and they they're leaps ahead of where I am so what I think is kind of refreshing is to see someone at the first stages 
and know, maybe it's a little more relatable and know that just, I don't want to say average Joe because focus on female. So like the average <laughs> Anne can, can do it. You can do it. You just need to take one step at a time. And that's kind of my mantra is I just need to continue putting one foot in front of the other. Um, so I continue to make progress. Mm, absolutely. And I think that's like why I love hearing this story so much, because I think like all of it in hindsight is, um, is what's such an important part. And there's so many people that listen, like whether they're already like well on the way um, in their entrepreneurial journey, or they're just thinking about getting started. It's like, it's really easy to think that your journey doesn't have as much value or that, you know, like you don't know how it's all going to work out. But when you hear all of these stories, it's like everything in your life leaves clues, you know, like everything in your life leads you. Um, and it's all value. And, and sometimes the only reason we don't see our own value is because we, um, it's so close to us, right? Like it's our value, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but when you hear it from someone else, you're like, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that you, you had the opportunity to come on here and share and that you have this whole project coming up by the time this is aired. I believe your, um, website will be live. It will. That is so exciting. I can't wait for you to check it out. (laughs) So, um, in, in terms of like, if there was like one, um, message that you could leave the audience with that would, that kind of feels like, I don't know, important for you to share, what would it be? I think it's kind of piggybacking on on what I just said, that so often we see the end result, the destination, but we don't see the journey it took to get there. That people have worked so hard for years and years. And what you're seeing on probably social media is the end result of that. So to get that out of your head um, and show up imperfectly as a beginner, and that's okay. And what I've also learned is to really enjoy the journey because if you're constantly holding out on your happiness until the next milestone or that next success, I think you will constantly be disappointed. So I've learned just to to find the magic in the journey itself and the everyday. Mm, preaching to the choir. I so agree. <laughs> God. <laughs> Honestly, I, because uh, like, and also before when you're sharing, even at the start of your journey of like, you know, you kind of get this expectation of like what it's going to be like. I think the same thing happens in entrepreneurship, like in non-entrepreneurship, it's get a job, go to university, blah, blah, blah. In entrepreneurship, it's like start your business, get lots of Instagram followers, make lots of money, and then you're going to be so happy. True. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I never thought of it that way, but that's, that's it, an excellent comparison. Oh my God. It's this, it's almost the same thing. But the, the thing is, is that it, it like, if we're not doing the inner work to really just feel excited and proud of ourselves to recognize our journey to, you know, like be proud of the small courageous decisions, be proud of when the big things happen, but really just get into a space where we can like honor ourselves and our journey that's where I think the true feeling of success comes from because it's not an end point it's like I think something you feel from looking back and feeling good about how you're living your life you know absolutely absolutely 
Amazing. So if people are wanting to connect with you, like where's your favorite places to hang out and um, for people to get to know you better? Sure. Well, I'm definitely on Instagram. So my trendy hippie handle is the one geared more towards holistic living, natural motherhood. And then the new project I'm launching is called Chase Your, you know, Chase Your dot, dot, dot. So you guys really write right in the, the ending there. So on Instagram, it's Chase Your with two underscores. Um, and then I know like TikTok's really having a moment. So I jumped on the TikTok train <laughs> under the same usernames and my website, trendyhippie.com and then chaseyour.com, which is launching May 21st. So by the time this airs, it will be live and ready to, ready to go. Amazing. That is so good. So um, all of that's going to be linked in the show notes. So if you want access to those links, please click the little see more button or whatever it shows up as on your app and click away to the links. And while you're there, screenshot um, this episode and upload it on Instagram and tag both myself and Savannah. So we know that you listened. Let us know what resonated. Let us know what you really loved about this episode, because I know we would love to hear. And as always, I appreciate your time. I so appreciate that you're listening. Thank you. Thank you for being here. If you have not yet uh, like subscribed or rated or reviewed the podcast, please, please do so. If you feel inspired to, it would mean so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Savannah, thank you so much for joining and sharing your story and giving us kind of like a front row seat into the creation of what you're creating. Thank you so much. I'm so happy our paths crossed. I followed you this morning on Instagram. I can't wait to follow your journey into motherhood. I wanted to just give one more peep. Um, I wanted to give your audience an exclusive offer for Chase Your. The website is free for students, but if you are a creator looking to get your message into the world, Abundant Babe 50, all lowercase, will get you 50% off your first month on the site. But again, I am so, so grateful. Um, I can't wait to see all the lives that are that are impacted. Amazing. Thank you so much. And what an awesome offer. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and we'll see Well, I'll talk to you later and to the (laughs) listeners. I'll talk to you next week. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.